who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to episode 90 wow. of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez how's it going eric it's going cool new year new me new you i like it <laughs> We've been off for a few weeks. I had a show a couple weeks ago. I want to thank Mike Siders who came out. We did a Home Alone retrospective. It was just Mm -hmm. fun. It was just something to do and uh, something different to do. And I had a lot of fun doing it. So thanks, Mike, for coming on. You can follow him at SDRS Creative. He's on Twitter. He's a graphic designer. He has his own company. He designed that sweet old school WWF style PPW logo we have. And you can follow him on Twitter, SDRS Creative, for all your graphic design needs. Check him out. And if you want to follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. I'm going to work on getting us on Spotify this week, and we can go there for you as well. If you want to support the show, whatamaneuver.net, search for the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast store, pick up a shirt, help support the show. And it's a new year. You've got Christmas money, right? I spent all my Christmas money. Not yet. You have one shirt, though, right? You have one of our shirts. You have the yeah, blue. I have one of your shirts. Yeah, the, our shirts. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're adjusting the mic there. You one good? of your shirts. <laughs> you you've been out for a few about for a few weeks. Yep. Okay, it's okay. But yeah, support the show webmaneuver.net and SoundCloud. We're there as well. If you want to listen and subscribe on iTunes, if you are on iTunes, leave a review for us. It will help other people find the show. And yeah, that's all the propers. Eric, how was your Christmas and New Year's? Oh, it was amazing. Really? I got a lot of things I wanted, but the like the thing as I get older is I like to give, and I like seeing people's reactions sure. of the things I give them. So, What would you bring me? Well, it's on its way. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of the best gifts you got this year? It doesn't have to be wrestling related. It's a Juju Smith-Schuster jersey. Is he on like the Steelers? Yeah, Steelers. So it's not like a China one, it's a legit one? It's a legit one. When I was in Ohio, I was at a store. I, I was in Ohio, by the way, for my wife's family's from there in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. At their mall, they had just like a sports store. And on the rack was an authentic Odell Beckham Jr. jersey from the Giants. It was like a Nike one, like one of those $200 ones. Yeah. Marked down to 12 bucks. Not gonna, bought, did I, you buy it? He <laughs> bet your ass I bought Yeah, that. that's good. It's a nice jersey, right? Yeah. And he gave a generic blue jersey. I don't care if he's not on the team anymore. This is when he was good. Yeah. <laughs> Almost Beckham. every jersey I've had in the past was the, like, I mean, they were authentic. The but screen print. The screen print. Right. But this was like stitching. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, you spent an extra 50 bucks mm. <laughs> for the stitching. Nice. And probably ordered online. I get any Steeler stuff around here. Yeah. No, definitely online. Yeah. Anything else fun? Mm-hmm. Anything wrestling related by chance? Nothing wrestling related. Oh. Well, no, no, I did. Okay. I did. I got well, two shirts. I got a Macho Man shirt. I don't know if you remember the the Starcast that we went to, and the first shirt that I wanted was like the cartoony Macho King. Yeah. And the guy had it, and we talked about this before, where I, right. he wanted a certain size, and the only one he had was crooked. I'm like, no, I'll pass. Yeah. And I ended up getting the Warrior one, so I did get the Macho King one, and I got like the Stone Cold, uh, the skull with the blue flames coming out. Mm. 
So that was fun. I got two of those. I'm like, all right. A couple black shirts in your collection. Need those. No, I got one gray and then one black. Right. Well, that's awesome. I had a few things. Uh, I got the Becky Lynch, the Man Elite. Okay. The new one was a Target. It was on the shelf. I'm like, this is a Christmas present for me. I wrapped it. I did a lot of that too. I wrapped it. I wrapped it for myself. (laughs) Opened it on Christmas morning. From Santa. Yeah. And also, I've got the my sister in law got me a few wrestling related things. We do a Secret Santa. Yeah. And she went with the wrestling theme. She got me WWE WWE Uno. Fun fun game. She got me a Macho Man, uh, like it's called like golf hat. Okay. Very very cool. Is it like black and green checkers? No, it's. It, 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 I'll grab it in a second. You can take a okay. look at it. You know, sure. you just just keep talking. Can you talk for a second while I yeah, do? Yeah, of course. Okay, we can. go ahead. And talk <clears throat> so for a second. You're talking about buying yourself stuff. I mean, that's half. That's half the Christmas shopping. Um, Ringside Collectibles had their deal, and I bought the first Black Friday. I'm like, this is for me. You know, I'm gonna treat myself. And I got a couple figures. I got the Ric Flair uh, Superstars arcade figure. Really love that one. Yeah. And a couple other things. And like a week later, you're like, do you need anything? And mm-hmm. I said, no, I already bought. And you're like, oh, you're stupid. Now they got the you know, Cyber Monday part three. <laughs> I don't recall saying how, that's how you're that, stupid. That's how it felt. You're like, here you go. Everything's cheaper. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> you might as well slap me in the face. So here's my Macho Man hat. It's a golf hat. Oh, I was mm. thinking like one of those... Um, like Kingle type of golf uh, Kingle. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like the golfers I, wear. Like in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean like a, like a like an old man's Irish hat? Yeah, like a no, golf This is golf like hat. if I were to go golfing, I'd wear this Macho Man hat. Oh, it's that's... A WWE shop. It says the golfer on it. Oh, I didn't know that. It's that's a good hat. That just looks like a backyard beer sipping hat. It could be that too. Backyard beer sipping hat. on the back yeah. of your bald. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bald spot? Yeah. Yeah. Get a little half suntan through the mesh. Yeah. I was telling Lauren, I'm like, I'm just going to buzz my head. She's like, why? I'm like, I don't know, because it's only going to get worse up there. And she's like, well. well no one's going to see it. That's the point. The thing, she's like, you're tall. Nobody sees the back of your head <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless they're sitting behind you. So I guess yeah. that's true. The crown of my head. As long as I'm looking straight on, you can't tell. But at the top here, it's only going to get worse. But whatever. I've had a shaved head before. I look fine. Yeah, I'm sure you do. So it's no big deal. Uh, anyway, but the, I like the look you have. Okay, thank you. With the, some hair. With the uh, <laughs> the look I have now, like the monk, basically. I've got like a monk thing on top of there. Yeah, like, my but I, I don't see it. Right, so you're good. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I mean, the other wrestling thing that my sister-in-law got me, I can't believe she got this, an eBay purchase. It was the six-pack of Attitude Stone Cold VHS set. Like, it's up on the shelf over there. You can kind of see if you nice. lean. Yeah, yeah, you see it? It's uh-huh. pretty cool. Six-pack. Yeah, Attitude. it's pretty cool. It's all six VHS Stone Cold tapes. Because mm-hmm. Stone Cold said so, Austin 16 Uncensored. Did you watch them? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And um, the Stone Cold Lord of the Ring. And there's also a t-shirt in there as well. Lord of the Ring? Yeah. There's also a t-shirt in there too. Oh, I never saw cool. the Stone Cold Lord of the Ring one. I guess it was, yeah, an A&E, it was like an A&E special. They just put in a, a tape for everybody. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was my big wrestling purchases. Uh, my wife got me a few things that I was really pumped about. She got me mm-hmm. a Foo Fighters record. She got me a little gift whiskey set, and she got me the Shield DVD. Not cool. the Destruction of the Shield, but like yeah. the Justice for All Shield. So that's nice. looking forward to checking those out. So lots of good Christmas stuff. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, another thing I bought for myself, I bought Sensational Sherry yeah, on totally eBay. So yeah. I was looking at them, and everything that I'm looking at is like $54, $48, $44, $35, $38, and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, man, it still really hasn't gone down. Yeah. So this one guy had it for $34.99, uh, free shipping. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I messaged him and I said, would you be able to do 25? You know, you do the um, best offer. Mm-hmm. So I put 25 in the notes. I'm like, would you be able to do 25? I don't need the packaging because I open them up anyway. Yeah. And he didn't even reply. He just accepted it. And it's like, oh, you owe 25. I'm like, 
sweet. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so I paid 25 got it in, and it's an incredible-looking figure. I love it. Just cool. the face scan, the paint. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I might have to get that one because the new Macho King coming out from the Rumble 91. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I have to have that yeah. whole set up. Sherry seducing the warrior and <laughs> Macho King hitting him in that with the scepter, Sergeant Slaughter. I need yeah. to make that make those moments. So. you got to hit up some uh, custom clothing people yeah. that make, like, jackets yeah, and stuff for yeah, and yeah those people are nuts with all that stuff they do yeah. it's, they're awesome but it's nuts i want to give a shout out to the doing the favor guys uh follow them if you're not at doing the favor eric and barry they're always tweeting when amazon has deals on figures and wrestling stuff uh, i picked up the triple h best of the attitude era for nine bucks it's a good deal. Elite, it is a good deal yeah. so i'm gonna bust that open he's gonna go next to the x-pac and they're gonna be the nice little dx set you look to your blood you look <laughs> to <laughs> the click <laughs> It's such an iconic moment, like, yeah. as us growing up, you know, for sure. Well, I had the one that came out before that with the megaphone and all that stuff and the, uh, I guess the hard. Yeah, um, like the uh, invasion or whatever. Yeah, I like that hat. And I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah, it's good. But it has his old Triple H tights. Mm-hmm. I wish he had jeans or something on. Like this one's got? Yeah. Maybe do a leg swap. Pick this one up, swap his legs. <laughs> I don't want to break either one. <laughs> Can't put it back together. Okay. Do we even say what this week's show's about? No. We're just talking about catching up. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, it has been. It's the 90th show. And, and it's the rumble season. And it's time to rumble. So we're going to look back at the 1990 Royal Rumble. That's fitting, right? It is, for sure. Did the, you pick it for that reason? No. I didn't really. I so didn't we'll realize. we have to do 91 next week. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it. it was until after I picked it. But the reason I wanted this was... This was like a Twitter thread I started a while, a few weeks ago. It was mm-hmm. before Christmas about the tape you would always rent over and over as a kid. It was like your go-to, like nothing yeah. new was in, no new mm-hmm. movies, just a wrestling tape. For me, it was always this 1990 Rumble. And I love the VHS cover art. It's like the four guys, Million Dollar Man, Hulk Hogan, Macho King and Warrior, like mm-hmm. a four square of them. It's got the classic Rumble fonts, the blue box. It's big box. It's, you know, it's, it's a great Rumble. And I had good memories of it. And I've seen it since then. I wanted to look back at it and see if it how well it holds up or if it holds up at all. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some memories of us watching at the time, our thoughts on it, like we always do, and maybe some stories along the way in only the way, only way we can. Yeah. The one I would rent more often than not would be WrestleMania 4, and it was like a double VHS because I felt like I was getting a deal Yeah, because it was so long. And I just, I don't know, I liked it. I, WrestleMania. 4, I, mean, I think tournament. I've told this story before where we went to, we had like a video store, which is Orland Video. Mm-hmm. And there was a second video store in town called Video Dimension. Yeah. And we never went there because it looked kind of dirty. And they were also the store that had the tags. You would bring the tag up. And I was pumped to go there the one time because <laughs> the new wrestling tapes, they had two that I never saw before. One, they had SummerSlam 93 and they had WrestleMania 4. Yeah. And just like you, I'm like, wait, there's two tapes here because there was two tags. Yeah. I brought them up, and the guy was like, I'm like, so pumped to rent it, so pumped. And he's like, yeah, we don't have it. I'm like, okay, then why do you have the tags? He's like, oh, sometimes they put the tags there wrong. You know, mm-hmm. like service merchandise used to do. Remember the little tags back in the day for service yeah. merchandise? You'd bring your tag up for merchandise. We wouldn't have it. <laughs> like, uh, oh, it's just so we can order it for you. Wonder why they went out of business. <clears throat> um, so I was so pissed about that. Then I go back, okay, I'll just rent SummerSlam 83. 
And I go bring it up, and the guy's like, we don't have the season. My dad's like, that's it. We're out of here. <laughs> he was just like done with that place. We never went there again. Video Dimension? Yes, never went to Video Dimension. It's now a subway. It's on 143rd and LaGrange, or 147th and LaGrange, okay. across the street from Walgreens yeah. there. That's where Video Dimension right. was. Did he throw the tag down when he threw it? <laughs> no, he's just like, we're leaving. <laughs> we went to Orlando Video. I'm sure, I got, I'm sure I got Rumble 90 or something. Yeah. Um, you got all the good stuff. I did. Uh, but yeah, this was the one I liked a lot. So you watched it. Initial thoughts ap- after you watched it. Did you like it? Was it a hard watch, easy watch? No, I loved it. Did you? Like okay, good. beginning to end. When was the last time you saw this show? When do you think? Yeah, maybe 10 years ago or so. It's been a while. Would have rented it or like a DVD, maybe came on the DVD set or something. Who knows? Yeah. Netflix by mail? I, mean, I might have. Yeah, maybe Netflix because I used to I used to you know rip them yeah like copy them mm-hmm. and I think I was going through the thing where I was doing the uh, WrestleMania anthology yeah and then before they came out with the Royal Rumble anthology I was just trying to rent all the different Royal Rumbles mm-hmm. but then a year later they came out with that whole mm-hmm. Royal Rumble anthology so yeah. yeah that's when it was about ten years ago Netflix DVD by mail <laughs> <laughs> they still do, they still ship a million DVDs a year through mail so good for them. I, I'm. This is once again my physical media rant. Is why people should buy physical media. Disney Plus has started taking stuff off again to put more content back on, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh, freaking out!" I'm like, "Well, streamers can do that whenever they want. Like Netflix can pull stuff whenever they want. So yeah. own your media, especially Black Friday. I got so many awesome Black Friday movies, like for like two bucks. Now I can like I don't need to watch them now. Like watch them whenever. Like. The lady yeah. in the water I never saw, but now I could see a lady fuck fish, and, and right. I get to see it. I never saw it before. Yeah. So looking I used forward. to, I used to have a huge. I mean, because I ripped DVDs yeah. so many, and I used to work in a video store, so it was like you could, if you work there, you could rent four at a time, like every day. Yeah. So if you had four out, then you bring them back, you get four more. You're just. I was just cranking. You're the double drive. It was like a side business. I was just burning everything. Yeah. <laughs> My computer was smoking. It was going so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but. It's just like I had so many of them. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, I don't have room for this stuff. Right. So then I started putting them in those uh, little keepers where you could just yeah. have the uh, the disc. And then that got too much. I'm like, I got to throw these out. <laughs> just too much stuff. You got anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> you got any room from action figures. Okay. So Royal Rumble 1990 obviously took place in January of 1990. Specifically, this took place from Orlando, Florida on January 21st, 1990. Live on pay-per-view from the Orlando Arena. Our commentator is Jesse the Body Ventura and Tony Schiavone. Yeah, his little short uh, cup of coffee in WWE at WWF. Yeah, and I remember as a kid watching this being so confused why it wasn't Gorilla or Vince McMahon with Jesse. Yeah. And I remember as a kid not liking Tony, but now I do. I Like, looking back, he was pretty good. Yeah. He was a little bit more of a weakling for Jesse to pick on, I'd say. I think so. Like, he wouldn't really defend himself too much. But he didn't really sell it either. Like, who Tony? Yeah, Tony would just kind of like let it roll off his back. Like he didn't really like, yeah, <laughs> complain or, or make it look like he was getting picked on. Well, the the opening shots: Jesse Ventura and Mickey Mouse ears, and with Tony Schiavone and and well, Mickey he, Mouse tail, rat right, tail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes Schiavone wear the goofy hat. You know, he's picking on. Yeah. That's the first thing, and and also Jesse's got like a Walt Disney World sweater on or sweatshirt. Yeah. One your mom would buy from the gift shop from herself and oh, still yeah. wear 20 years later. Those little pimp daddy pink glasses. Yeah, he was ready. <laughs> he was ready. The crowd was pumped for this from the start of scene. Everyone's like, we're at the Rumble. It's 1990. Let's yeah. freaking go. We're in a new decade. Hey, we're in a new decade now. Yeah. Look at this. Looking back. 30 years ago was this Rumble. Two decades ago. That's crazy. Is that two or three decades? Two. Two. Okay. I can't believe this. 
when someone says 1990, I'm like, that was 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> Not 30 years ago. Same thing. I hear 80s. I'm like, oh, that was 20 years ago. Oh, man, we're so old. <laughs> we are so but old. But I, I forgot what Tony said to him. He handed him a, the goofy hat, right? Like yeah. He wanted to put it on. And he had like the big floppy ears off the side. Right. I don't think he put it on. He just held it like down by his side. Like, we didn't want to mess the hair up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Our opening match is the Bushwhackers. Versus the fabulous Rougeau brothers with Jimmy Hart. What did you think of this first match? It was goofy. It was. It went 13 minutes, which is probably too long. It is way too long. However. I the, like the Rougeaus. Like, the uh, more I go back and watch the stuff, I like the. Yeah. I don't know the chemistry of. of and, like, they hug them. each other all the time in the yeah. tag. I like all that stuff. Yeah. I liked the Bushwhackers. How, for, they're the opening match. They're going to get a big crowd anyway. Right. Love the Bushwhackers coming down, like. Doom, doom, doom. Like oh, I came to this going back and forth. Yeah, but like they do it like in a herky jerky motion, which is uh-huh. just great. I don't know. I was a big fan of this this bushwhackers, these bushies, bushwhacker yeah. guys. Big fan of them. Well, the the notes I have, and I was like, Bush is bite Bush, Butch, <laughs> but Bushwhacker Butch is biting Ray's ass, and then Morella's ass, the ref's ass, and he's right. going around biting everyone's ass. There's <laughs> no DQ. Well, you know what? I mean, is ass biting against the rules? I guess not. The Bushwhackers win. Hit the battering ram. I always like that move. Where Me too. What's his name? Like polished off his head and had him in like a reverse headlock. Uh-huh, and just rammed into him. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard to, so hard. It's hard to believe these guys were like brutal, vicious heels as the sheep herders. Yeah. I, I could never imagine yeah. them. They were so goofy and fun. Right. I watched some old NWA stuff and they were just, they were biting people. Complete opposite. <sighs> what do you prefer? No smiling. As a kid, I like the goofy bushwhackers, but right now, like I'm, I want, I like the sheep herders. Okay, I just like that mean streak. Yeah. Uh, after this match, again, the bushwhackers win. We we go to our first one of our first backstage interviews, and Ted mm-hmm. DiBiase's got unlucky number one. He drew yeah. unlucky number one. You know, he couldn't buy it, and I think Jesse's like he could. I think uh, the president gave him number one. Yeah, because he tried to buy number thirty or something like that <laughs> the year before. Yeah, so now he's number one and. Not a good place to be for the man. When Virgil you, standing there looking menacing. When you would watch these rumbles, did you like watch along with your toys to do? I know we've talked about this before. A lot of people would do that. They would no. like act. I didn't either. I was just concentrating on the match too much. But what I did do was I would always try to remember because I saw the tape so many times who was coming out next and like would guess. Yeah. And be like, oh man, it's this person. Like I would get mad when I got it wrong. Even like that's something I would love to do is that uh, watching these even yeah, like now so. watching like, the old you know, network. Who do you think would come out next? Yeah, but even now watching old network rumbles I've seen before, I'm like, all right, I'm watching Rumble '92. That means Flair's number three and uh-huh. Bulldogs number whatever. So I, I remember watching that one too, or yeah. doing that a lot. Okay. Uh, we have our second matchup now, which is going to be Brutus the Barber Beefcake versus the Genius. I don't know. I, I liked it. It was so fun, right? Like this, <laughs> yeah. this match on paper looks like it's like a skip garbage. But like I, I don't like. I, I know the genius obviously with his his weird poetry and the um, cap and gown and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. his little scroll that he would have. But watching him wrestle, like he's a he's a really good wrestler. Like doing the cartwheels and the flips and being mm-hmm. real flamboyant about everything. One of my favorites is how he went under the ring backwards. Yeah, like instead of like bending over getting the ring, he bends backwards. Like yeah, his chest facing the top rope and kind of slides in. I'm like, well, that's he's different. very like. Not like lanky is the wrong word, but Just very loose. like Gumby esque. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's an interesting fellow. Yeah. When I met him at WrestleCon last year, me and uh, Nate Ringskirts, uh-huh. we were walking by, and Nate, he's just standing at his table, 
And he has no sign. Every other every wrestler's got every wrestler there's got a gimmick sign like with their prices yeah. and not what. him. No. So Nate goes, well, "How much is it or whatever?" Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, no charge. I'm only taking donations for the Special Olympics. That was Randy's favorite charity, which is very cool." Yeah. So then he gets that, and then Nate tells me. So I go and meet him for a second, and he gets behind his table. He's not wearing any shoes or socks, which was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Lenny Poffo, not. <laughs> not Nate, by the way. So he gives me all this stuff. He's like, "Here, here's my book. Here's a picture. Here's an autograph. Let's do this." It was very cool. And he let me have yeah, that's real. Where nice. Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring, and we are you got you got that, huh? Yeah, we think it might be a replica one because Tony Atlas's was much nicer. Okay, or they downgraded in the years that came up. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> really fun match. Here. Ends at a double DQ. One of the funniest things I think about this match when Brutus the Barber Beefcake would like start cutting hair, mm-hmm. he'd cut from the back. He grabs Genius from the front of the hair, starts cutting the, the, the front top of his hair off. I'm like, that's that guy needs to cut his hair now. Because like Valentine a, or anybody like that or jerk. Adonis, you'd cut from the back. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just a Randy whooped up Brutus's ass later or something? Probably. Oh man, what a jerk! It Poor did, Lanny. It did a double DQ. <laughs> this is just a big smudge. Eleven minutes. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy there. Uh, but I thought it was kind of cool to see Perfect and Beefcake like yeah, kind of. Well, they hit it off a little bit. Yeah, didn't they had their match WrestleMania six too, where Beefcake was supposed to end Perfect streak and be the. He did IC champ. He would. He we did win the IC title. Oh, but he did beat. He did end his streak. Who perf or Beefcake did? I think so. I have to look into that. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that. Like, I'm pulling up WrestleMania six right now. Let's see the results here. Um, this again, WrestleMania six is the next big pay per view after this. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of match. fifteen matches. WrestleMania six, by the way. Why am I not finding this? Oh, he did. To... He did. He did beat Mr. Perfect. Uh, you know what? Of course, I'm an idiot. Mr. Perfect <laughs> wasn't the Intercontinental Champion. The Ultimate Warrior was. Yeah, because it was right. title for title. Why? I oh, was such a dumb blank thing. But yeah, yes, I, I perfect. think the thing on the line was his streak. Yes, and the mm-hmm. streak for sure. Yeah. But yes, per, Bruce Barbeefcake beat him for the title there, or not for the title, just for his undefeated streak there. Yeah, uh, Bruce Beefcake. Yeah. Next up, we've got the Heenan family in a backstage interview. Any mm-hmm. notes on the Heenan family? Okay, good. <laughs> Me neither. There's a lot of backstage segments and segments, segments, and I don't like talking too much about those because it's better for you guys just to go back and watch them. Yeah, especially anything with Bobby the Brain and his family. Right. So this third match here, Rugged Ronnie Garvin versus Rugged the Hammer Valentine in a submission match. I, I've seen this match not so many times, mm-hmm. but I've seen this rumble quite a few times. I <laughs> I still never understood the story until I watched it this recent time. Okay. So it just comes down to Ronnie Garvin had a uh, had stolen Greg the Hammer Valentine's shin guard. Mm-hmm. And apparently, that was like the most destructive piece of <laughs> athletic wear right. that you could have. And he was calling it the Hammer Jammer to block the Valentine's Heartbreaker. And I'm like, that's kind of a cool addition to this match, to where it's like shin shin guard versus shin guard. So I have a confession. Yeah. I like this match. So do I. I like the Ronnie Garvin match. I can't believe it. Yeah. I can't believe I like Rugged I mean, Ronnie up, Garvin. Up to this point, even after, like I thought, I kept thinking about how good this match was. <laughs> it was, it was like, man, those guys told the story. They worked. They did. I liked it. Uh, Ronnie Garvin got the win at almost a, almost seventeen minutes. They went so yeah. good for them. Good for Rugged Ronnie. Go out of your way. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Go out of your way <laughs> to watch Rugged Ronnie versus Greg the Hammer Rumble '91. Yeah. I know you hate him. I do. 
my favorite part is is when you know he's got the uh the hammer jammer on uh-huh. and uh Greg's got his heartbreaker on. So he goes and does, uh, Valentine does the figure four and Ronnie Garvin. Ronnie Garvin just lays there, no cells, not even a grimace. He sits up and starts doing like this, nah, 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 <laughs> like with his fingers, like a bullwinkle and sticking his tongue out. I'm like, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> the kid in me would have loved it, but I don't remember loving this match when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got an interview with Mean Gene Oakland and Mr. Perfect. Speaking mm-hmm. of Mr. Perfect, who is also, what number is he? The, the perfect, perfect number. number. Number thirty. I was a big fan of this man, or a big fan of this segment. Yeah, uh, I was a big I, fan of the next segment. <laughs> okay, well, we'll skip this match. <laughs> next segment's with Brother Love, and what, what notes do you have about Brother Love having a? I got uh, super sexy Sherry in there. He does have Sherry in there. Is that all you have? Just super sexy? No, I got a bunch. Okay, so go over this this segment real quick. What the point well, was? It's, and all that. Com- it's Macho King and, and Sensational Sherry are kind of in this beef with Dusty and Sapphire. So uh, Sapphire comes down with Brother Love and Sherry starts putting Sapphire down, like, you know, putting her down. And Sapphire just has enough and she slaps Sherry and then it's just, you know, melees ensues. Savage comes down, Dusty comes down, everybody's getting beat up. Yeah. That's all you got? That's, that's, my, <laughs> it, that's how I summed it up. I mean, it was it was a fun segment. Yeah. I wouldn't go out of your way to watch this Brother Love segment, but it was part of the show. It was kind of a nice a nice change of pace. We got all these matches, matches, matches. Mm-hmm. Nice little change of pace. Yeah. I, I like the characters and the personalities on each of the characters on the interviews. I did like uh, Jesse being furious needs to watch a Dusty and Sapphire dance. <laughs> He's like, oh, I can't. We, we got we to gotta watch him dance now. What the hell's going on? Oh, this yeah. is ridiculous. He was really upset <laughs> they had to watch Dusty dance. Uh <clears throat> And then we've got comments from the Rumble participants, like we always do in these early st- these early mm-hmm. Rumbles, uh, just pre-tape interviews. The Rockers both looked really high. That was the one I had about them. Uh, Rick the Model was fancy, and like as these things were going on, I'm like, man, these guys are these are freaking wrestlers. These are right. characters, you know. You've got Warrior and Macho King promos back to back. It's like, yeah. damn, like these guys know what's up. These are mm-hmm. wrestling characters here. <laughs> you got any notes on these? No, I don't. I mean, a couple of things. I was always amazed. Did you, did you skip the? I did. I skipped a match. We're going to get to the match in a okay. second. Because I believe this my is. Notes. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I've got all those too. But. There is a match. Yeah. Um, the Hogan promo. I'm always amazed at how tan Hogan is. Like yeah. he he didn't skip the tanning days. And Macho I, I King. Have, I do have like a big notes on Warriors promo. Like I thought it was pretty iconic. Like. He actually made sense. <laughs> what are your notes on his more, promo? More like I got one minutes. more thing to say about this, these promos. What are your notes on Warriors? Oh, I got. I'd love it. It says uh, he's like twenty-eight normal men stacked on top of another. Don't compare to the feelings and destination of parts unknown. The 29th, Hulk Hogan walks with a different force field around him and walk on horizons that are close to where he's been. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he's comparing Hogan to him. Everybody else he can beat. Yeah. Oh, well. I, uh, the one thing I wanted of these promos, the one thing I still want, is mm-hmm. I want the Macho King's crown. <laughs> I want that in my home. I want to wear it. I want a replica or the real thing. Yeah. That's got to be somewhere. I don't know if they ever made How it. much do you think if, like, Macho, King's, Macho Man's estate finds that crown, like, one he wore, how much do you think that'll go for? Five grand. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd buy it. I wouldn't buy it, but I would if I had the money. You got the money. I don't. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan beat the big boss man by disqualification in a little six-minute 
squash match. Duggan's always fun. Yeah. Always fun. It's nothing. Well, he was backstage with Mooney. And who Duggan was? Jim Duggan was, uh-huh. and you could just tell he tell he's just so like just amped up. <laughs> and I think Mooney says, like, "Are you going to approach this match any differently?" He's like, "I don't have to appro- 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 approach anything differently." <laughs> that made me giggle. And just watching them too, I don't know they were just so big, mm-hmm. like six five, six seven, whatever they were, and just three hundred pounds. Just like I wrote down that they were just like mammoth bruisers compared to like. I don't know, TJP or AJ Styles or right. Sami Zayn. It's like, I can see why Vince, you know, made these guys like heroes. Right. They're comic book guys off yeah. the pages right in your lap. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's amazing. <sighs> well, the rumble's about to start now. Howard Fink goes over the rules, mm-hmm. which I always like when the Fink went over the rules. And we got our first participant, the Million Dollar Man. Go ahead. Whoa, whoa, sorry, whoa. sorry, sorry. I so, skipped stuff. If you're on the network, okay. go to an hour, 38, and 18 seconds. One thirty-eight, eighteen. Okay. Correct. Howard Finkel says rumble, and he starts announcing the rules. They pan to the crowd. There's this guy in a white shirt, grabs his girl's tit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Before he sits down, and she just kind of laughs it off. Like, now she's embarrassed. Yeah. But she's like, ha ha, okay. Man, grabbing some late 80s, early 90s boo. Yeah, Those are fun. If, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna go back and watch that before you leave. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of Mr. Skin, like where yeah. they find all the yeah, yeah, scenes. Mr. Skin, like, this Mr. Yeah. Wrestling guy. I would, I would consider myself uh, amateur at uh, Mr. Skin of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the fink goes over the rules. Mm-hmm. Our first participant, as we learned earlier, was Ted DiBiase. Number two, a little bit of a letdown being Coco Beware. Um, the this Rumble, as I'm watching it and watched it back. Up until Warrior and Hogan are in there and they have their big moment, there's not that much like to talk about. It's just classic characters coming in. We've got Mario Gennetti, Jake the Snake, Macho Man, Piper, Warlord. What did you think of Macho Man's Islanders outfit? I thought that was like so like not how I imagine I, Savage. I, I didn't remember it at all. Yeah. Like his Islanders outfit it was just kind of weird. Right. Did he like steal snookas or something? <laughs> Maybe. Rakus. Uh, you got guys in here like the Warlord, Dusty Rhodes. Um, I did love when the earthquake came out. They called him the Canadian earthquake. Yeah, and I thought Andre looked good when he came out. I mean, for as good as he was going to. Yeah. And then because WrestleMania six is really his last big match match, and that was that tag match where he was him and Haku mm-hmm. versus Demolition. Yeah, the Colossal Connection. Yeah, Colossal Connection, and yeah, that was Andre's not looking great. Uh, Warrior comes out at number twenty one. And then Hulk Hogan comes out in number 25. The crowd just went apeshit when Warrior comes out. So they did. And I was like, oh, wow, that's the biggest pop of the night. But then Hogan came out. Yeah. And he starts clearing house. He's throwing out Jimmy Snooker. He's throwing out everybody. That was the craziest part. And when I was watching this, I thought they had kind of their face off right away. But it lasts a little while before everyone gets eliminated, before they go into each other. Like it's a little suspense drama buildup. Right. So for those who haven't watched this in a while or never seen it, this is the first face-off between Hogan and Warrior. They mm-hmm. both clear the ring. It's just them, those two in there together. Two baby faces. After they cleared Yeah, like, after they Piper. cleared the ring. Yeah. Two baby faces look staring at each other, and the crowd, like, everybody stands. Like, like the whole whoa, arena. Oh, wait a second. And I think <laughs> the only critique I would have about Shivani, too, is I think he could have done a better job painting how big of a deal this was. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, here we go. I don't know if he knew really how well, he said he was young and didn't have it. Like there's things he said he could have done better or wanted to do better. Now that he's looked back on stuff like that. Yeah. 
So you're right. He could have done a little better. But anyway, I guess the positive of that is it let the crowd kind of tell the story of what was going on. Oh, yeah. and they do the, the, the shoulder blocks into each other. I did like, mm-hmm. I noticed this time around, Hogan went during his shoulder block, Warrior didn't move. Yeah. He gave Warrior a little shove. So he pulled back a little. <laughs> Hogan's like, well, got to keep his heat, brother. Yeah. He gave him a little shove there. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, eventually they do the crisscross. Hogan drops down. They do the double clothesline. The crowd's yeah. like, oh. Because they were kind of like, damn, I thought we were, this was going to be more. Yeah. So it's just a little taste. I, I love that that spot where you do the double clothesline. Yeah. That's not the crisscross, though, which makes no sense. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you got to do that. I mean, if you're going to pay homage to this little scene, you got to do the crisscross and the double clothesline. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> which I've seen done a few times afterwards. I'm like, nope, the Hogan Warrior was better. But I was going to mention earlier in the match, it was uh, Roddy Piper and Bad News Brown were in the Rumble. And Roddy Piper eliminates uh, Bad News. Yeah. Bad News is pissed. He just reaches up and grabs Piper by the back of his hair and pulls him over the top rope. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a young Shane McMahon acting like a referee on the outside. He's trying to break it up and get control. He could be. I think that's Shane. Could be. Could be. Could be getting a little experience in the family biz. Yeah. The other thing I noticed about this is as I was watching it, like how like crazy everyone was into it and everyone was into everybody. And I was trying to think of a rumble moment that compared at least a little bit to this Hogan warrior standoff. And I just randomly, I was watching the 2007 rumble today. And at the end of it, the final four um, undertaker edge, Randy Orton and Shawn Michaels and Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels is on the outside uh, undertaker kind of flips Randy Orton out over. And then Michaels is a super kick on edge and he goes over the rope. I might've got that backwards either way. Michaels and Undertaker are both laying down, and the crowd's like, oh, these are the last two, and this is in San Antonio. They're going yeah. nuts. Undertaker sits up, Michael does the kick up, and like that's like as close as I can remember is like a face-off happening okay. in Rumble. Like, there's big, bigger pops, I think, for returns, yeah. like Cena's return in 08 right. and Edge's return, but that, or even like Jericho when he came out as a surprise a few years ago, but that like standoff in Michaels and Undertaker from 07 Rumble is worth checking on. And compare it a little bit to this. I think the Shinsuke and uh, Roman. The yeah. Because everybody was just felt like Roman's going to win this one. But everybody's like pulling for Shinsuke because he was kind of newer and right. wasn't really damaged that much. And it was just like, oh, my God, we got to get behind Shinsuke. Right. And then that earlier scene where it was like the new generation or I guess – the newer guys versus the older guys like Cena, Orton, and that, like facing off against Finn and mm-hmm. Shinsuke. And I don't know, like that rumble I really like, the one that uh, Shinsuke won. So that would have been 2017? Yeah. No, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, last year was 2019 mm-hmm. where Seth Rollins won. So, yeah, that was a big moment. Uh, so the rumble keeps going here. Our final four end up being um, Hogan, Warrior, Mr. Perfect, and Rick Rude. Hercules is in there. Kind of, or, or no, where is it in there? I'm sorry. The final four is Hercules, Mr. Perfect, Hogan, and and, and who? Rude. Rick Rude. Rick Rude, right. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, because Warrior got eliminated by Rick Rude, Hulk Hogan, and the Barbarian. Hogan kind of stuck in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, which is funny because a couple years later, he's all mad because he got eliminated by Sid Vicious or Sid Justice. Now he's doing the same thing? <laughs> Come on, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hogan. Can, we, can we just mention, you know, going back in the Rumble, yeah. there was that strike yeah, force, you want. that Martell, like, yeah. classic Martell and Santana, like... The few that never ended. Oh, my God, I loved it. You still do? Every time I, I see Tito, I'm like, oh, when's when's Martell coming in? And when's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or vice versa. Hogan, so anyways, we're back down to the final two. <laughs> Hogan gets the win, eliminates Mr. Perfect. Yeah. And then Hogan pulls out that Hulkamania will live forever, forever banner from the yeah. crowd. And I think that's in Hogan's beach shop now. Like, it's it? on display there, that banner. That's so. Cool. 
know if that was a planted banner or if someone brought it and Hogan took it to him. He did fold it up real nice for him, Hogan did, and gave it back to the guy. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Maybe he's like, I want this. Yeah. I'm going to make it real nice. <laughs> Hogan was posing like crazy. Nobody was leaving. Everyone wanted to see this pose off, and yeah. it was great. Well, it was still like right in the, right, what do you call it? Like right in the, uh, when someone's in their prime of, Hulk, yeah. prime of Hulkamania. Yeah, it was. It still was. And it might have been fading a little bit as you, because he ends up letting Warrior win the belt off of him. At WrestleMania mm-hmm. 6, he's supposed to be the guy. But very, very good stuff. This rumble ends. It went by super fast when I watched this, too. Like, it flew by. Yeah. Uh, what would you give this rumble as a whole, the whole pay-per-view, letter grade? Mm, I don't really have a complaint on any of the matches. I mean, some are better than others. But even, like, the Bushwhackers one, I mean, that's kind of fun. Sure. For what it was. A little long, but overall, I'd give it B+. plus. There you go. I'm going to give it a B plus as well. All right. And I'm going to give this rumble match an A-. minus. For that moment with Hogan and Warrior alone, like it's really, and like also everyone in this Rumble, there's no real like disappointments as they come out. I mentioned Coco Beware as the second guy; he's probably my only big disappointment for people that came out. So big, big fan of this Rumble, big fan of the match itself. Hell, even this may be like a Roddy Garvin match. <laughs> How is that possible? It's possible. I would say like number 12 was Red Rooster, probably 12 through. But even like that makes me laugh and like think of nostalgia days. Yeah, of, 12 through 19, I would say were kind of meh. But when you had like the earlier people and then the later people coming in, it kind of just, the middle isn't always like the best. Like you get the beginning, you know, you're hot. You are need they, a lull. Are they going to last longer? How long are they going to last? They've been yeah. this for, you know, 28 minutes so far. So you always get one of those guys and. I don't know. Then you get the match going, and then you hope whatever. You need a lull. It was a fun show. Yeah. Just like this show was a fun show. Looking yeah. back at this rumble and looking back at our Christmases and our New Year's. <laughs> so we got, a, for our, like I said, I gave it a B, you give it a B plus, or we both give it B pluses. Both. Go watch this rumble, guys. Watch all the matches. I mean, maybe skip the Bushwhackers match. You don't have to. No, but definitely watch Ronnie Garvin. Maybe you go, uh, you know. Put some clothes in the laundry or stuff while it's on. <laughs> Maybe definitely definitely watch Ronnie Garvin versus Greg Valentine. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me. Watch all the promos. Watch the Warriors promo. Watch how crazy this crowd goes. Because they've, they've shown this clip a million times of Hogan and Warrior, but I feel like you get a lot more out of it watching it like the, as a whole, the show as a yeah. whole. So definitely check this one out. I just thought of this. The, the Garvin and Valentine, I think that stemmed from like almost a year because wasn't Garvin like on the side, then he was a ref. Yeah, and he was and an announcer, he was like going against whatever Valentine was doing. Yeah, it was just like it was like a storyline. Yeah, which they long term storylines they used to do those. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, they do them sometimes now. So we'll give them that. Yeah, like the Rusev wedding storyline. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> I saw it with Liv Morgan coming out. Yeah, I don't know if you saw someone on Twitter posted because there's like a picture of Liv Morgan eating the cake, and someone <laughs> goes, "How was the cake?" She tweeted, "I've had better cake." <laughs> I love Liv Morgan. Well, I saw the. Uh, God, I can't. I always try to remember her name. The one with Mandy Rose. Sonia Deville? Sonia. She's like, uh. But I think she pitched something like that. And yeah. They passed on it. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want an actual gay person. We want yeah. this fictional stuff. So. Yeah, it made it shocking. I don't know. It was fine. It's mm-hmm. whatever. It was so bad. It, it just, it's whatever. But that's how the beginning <laughs> of this whole story started. And then I got invested in it. <laughs> really? You're in the Rusev, Lana, Lashley storyline? I got into it, yeah. All right. Well, they got you now. Because <laughs> it was office. every damn week, and I had to not fast forward it. I guess to see what's going to happen. See what happens next. Yeah. If you don't want to into that, if you're not into that, watch the 1990 Royal Rumble. It was a great, great show. 
And then if you have more, if you have other time to do other stuff, you can listen to our podcast friends, listen to our friends, Scott and Jeff at the Fully Posable Podcast. They, you definitely want to listen to this recent one they put out because they have details on where the Fig Life meetup will be in Tampa for WrestleMania week. It's on the Friday, so make sure to check their Twitter account at Fully Posable for the details on that and listen to their show for the details. This is something you do not want to miss. If you have never been to one before, it's only been two, but if you missed the two of them, <laughs> definitely come to this one. Even if you're not like a figure person or if you're worried being like awkward going there, go check it out. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to be to Tampa this year. I'm still working on all the details, but if I am there, I definitely will be there. So head to me. I'll be there. Um, also, our friends I mentioned earlier, the Doing the Favor podcast, check those guys out. They do a couple of shows a week, way better than us, who does them whenever we can. Our friends at the Our Vantage Point podcast as well, OVP podcast on Twitter, and friends from a long time ago, our friends at the Ringside podcast based out of Louisville, check them out as well. They've also got info on uh, somewhat independent Ohio Valley wrestling stuff, so mm-hmm. if you're no more offshoot stuff, they talk about that as well. Uh, our friend Daniel over there is, where, is a ref for- Yeah, I was uh, going to ask you, your friend's over there, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a ref with them. Daniel o- Spencer? Yeah, he's a ref in OVP Wrestling, or, or OVW. Or, or OVW, or, or rest. <laughs> Same thing. Everyone, OVW, OVP, whatever. Check whatever. those guys out as well. There's lots of great podcasts out there. Uh, my advice to you, if you're thinking about a podcast, start one. My also advice is if you start a podcast, don't DM me after one episode and tell me, hey, please listen, give us, you need to listen to us, download us, download us. I'm like, okay, back off. Yeah. That's happened recently. A bunch of people are just like time DMing me to do it. And some of them you can tell are automated, like just like copy and paste, copy yeah. and paste, blast. I'm like, that's like, like the old Facebook thing. Like MySpace bots. Yeah. It's just like, like tag everybody. Hey. I could, I would never have done that. I would like feel generic. Embarrassed. Like, hey. I'd be embarrassed yeah. to do that. But, but anyway, start a podcast if you're thinking about it. Um, I did an offshoot last week about Home Alone. I've been th- kicking around the idea of starting a, a podcast about movies called Movies from Our Youth. Remember, like all these weird movies that we haven't seen in forever, but we watched them over and over yeah. again. Like, did you ever see the movie uh, Just One of the Guys? No. Oh yeah. Where the girl pretends to be a yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. What a weird '80s movie. You remember like, Lucas, we, where he was like the little football player? Yeah, yeah. And did you ever see uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun? No. With Sarah Jessica Parker and Helen Hunt. I had a no. sister. She watched it all the time. Like yeah. I watched it the other day with my my daughter. And just other and random we, we movies. We brought this up uh, that time we went to the hockey, we, or the hockey, uh, pick up the hockey table. Yeah. Talking about Monster Squad. Right. Just like weird movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're going to, anyway, I'm thinking about kicking around the idea of doing look back at old movies. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get to it. It might just be a one-off special show I do on this show. So we'll see yeah. how that goes. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Again, we're at PPW Podcast on Twitter. Please continue to follow and support the show. I want to also thank everyone that donated to the Toys R Tots stuff. I sent out some Coliseum video things. Uh, we had ended up raising, I think, like 70, 80 bucks. Just like it was like a three-day thing. So pretty cool, cool. to do. Yeah. Not, like not obviously not a ton of money, but 80 bucks is still 80 bucks for the toys sure. for kids. Um, also to our winner of the Cody Rhodes Funko Pop, which let me give me his Twitter name. I got it. He, uh, hold on one second here. I actually felt bad because I haven't shipped it out yet because I've been gone for two weeks. But here it is here. Uh, Nick Haddix, at Nick Haddix 3. He is the winner of the Cody Funko Pop. So congratulations to him. Maybe we'll do some more giveaways. You mentioned I have a little hockey table now. It's like a rod hockey table. and Kind of like a foosball? Yeah, you, you could tell the story of how mad I got when we first got it home because it cracked you no. up. <laughs> so I tell the story. Go ahead. And then we'll end on this because it's a funny story. Yeah. And it makes pokes fun at me. So, 
Well, I mean, a lot of different things happen. That we, so we get to this guy's house and we're waiting outside. And we standing outside for a little bit, got out of uh, Steve's uh, car. So we're kind of just standing outside. We're talking. I'm joking around, you know, taking the trampoline and blah, blah, blah. So we're like, fuck this. We're cold. We're going to sit back in. As soon as we got back in, the garage door opens. <laughs> so yeah. we get out. We're, you know, right there. And the guy's looking for a tool to take the pieces apart. Then we follow him downstairs into his basement. And it's it's a huge house. And it's real nice. It's got things... It's not crowded by any means, but there's different things throughout the whole place. And oddly enough, there's like this five, six-year-old boy just kind of in his pajamas, didn't really say hi or anything, made a little bit of eye contact, but didn't say anything. And the dad just, I guess, kind of ignoring him. The kid's like walking over to the side. And he's going through this, like this tub of like old glass. toys or whatever. <laughs> Broken and glass. So, yeah. And I hear like glass and he comes walking around with like a, a one and a half foot by 10 inches, like piece of big shard of glass in both hands and walks right by us i'm like what the hell is this are we on like uh punked or something i'm like why is that kid carrying a big piece of glass and then you're like oh not my problem <laughs> something happens to him so anyways i thought that was strange mm-hmm. so the dad ends up coming down and we uh, we're taking the legs off of this like as it's still sitting on the four legs um, unscrewing the legs while the things still sit on the top. So we lift out after all the four legs are done we lift it, we set it to the side and carry this. I mean, it's pretty heavy, maybe 50 pounds, hundred pounds. Total. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was kind of heavy. So we took it back up the stairs, put it in his, uh, Steve's SUV, brought the four legs up, whatever. And like, Steve is real excited because he got a good deal on it. And he's Meaning like, me. He yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's real happy about it. He's like, yeah, I wanted to, you know, get it as soon as I could because, you know, there's going to be other people that wanted it. I'm like, all right, cool for you. And I'm asking him how much he paid. And it's a good price. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we get there and we bring it downstairs and <laughs> start to put the legs on it. We figure it out. And I tell Steve, I'm like, well, when we lift it up, we got to lift it up in the air and turn it and then set it down. Right. <laughs> so as we were lifting it up, he, I guess, didn't lift it all the way up. And I could feel like a lot of pressure was on one of the legs. And when we turned it, it cracked. <laughs> so I knew it had cracked. Cause I, I just kind of felt the situation uh-huh. and we just kept going like, and we got it all on three legs now. And the fourth is bent under it. <laughs> and I'm just thinking of like how happy he was when he got this, we got the deal and everything we went through to like get this. And then he just breaks it <laughs> and he's like, Whoa, 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 let's lift it back, let's lift it back up. So it's broke, and I just I, I just thought it was funny because the way it broke, I, I knew it could be fixed. Yeah. But I don't think you did. I did not. <laughs> I was, like, so upset. <laughs> you were. And you're like, stop laughing, don't be a jerk. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I would, like, kind of, like, calm myself down. I wasn't laughing, but then I'd keep thinking about it. <laughs> it's, like, one of those things, the more you think about it, the funnier it is. So anyways, we had eventually got it all fixed up. Mm-hmm. I, t- I gave Steve advice on how to do it and told him it had to sit at least for like a day. Right. He's like, well, you better come back here tomorrow to help me lift this. I said, I'll come over. I'll come over. And then you texted me like three hours later and be like, I'm laughing about what just happened. Like, fuck you. I'm still mad about it. But the look on your face, you were, you were pissed. You were disappointed. You were heartbroken. It was like everything all in like one facial and then you were getting frustrated because you couldn't get <laughs> just everything we were trying to do get messy up. And I think you about had it. You're like, fuck this. <laughs> anyway, it's fixed. But it's perfect. Now. It's working. Now it's a fun game. Come over to the PPW podcast <laughs> studio and play with us, play some hockey with us, watch some VHS tapes, have a lot of fun. I want to thank everyone for listening and sticking with us on Twitter and wherever we are, mostly Twitter. 
And I thanks to everyone that always listens and always subscribes to us. Really appreciate all the listeners. We're at 90 episodes. We should be over 100 by now, but we don't do shows every week. So right. we'll get to it. We will get to 100 in 2020, and we'll do a big special episode for 20, 2100 episodes. We'll figure something we will. out. I don't know. We'll figure something out, right? We'll get to episode 140. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Eric, for coming by on mm-hmm. this January 2nd day. I took the Christmas decorations down. Christmas is over. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Eric? See Adios. You. See you next week.